It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to, to... Philip Coleman wants to know, guys... Do we think Aniche Sledge is going to get some burn when he comes in? And I kind of already alluded to it a little bit earlier. I, I personally think he's redshirting, but I want to hear from you guys what you think uh, will happen with Aniche Sledge in 2022. Hmm. You know what? I think they would find a spot for him to get some burn. Um, if We've seen the guys who come in and play by the coach's rules, if you're committed. If you're on top of things academically, you're on schedule, um, you're following the program, they're going to find some some room for you. We we didn't think anybody was going to get um, a lot of burn. I, I think we saw Elijah Canyon not play last year. It was like, okay, so what has to happen for this guy to get some play? But we did see Landon King get some burn. Why? Came in, head down, stuck to the to the rules, and, and got on the field and saw some significant playing time, including a, a couple touchdowns. So, I think it's it's up to him. It's really up to him. I mean, no matter who's on the defensive line, I don't think there's ever a situation where you don't need a guy at his size if he is up to snuff, if if he is physically capable, mentally prepared to do what whatever the execute whatever the game plan is. So, I think it's up to him. Now, I don't think he ends up a starter or anything like that. But yeah, definitely, I think it's possible for him to get in here and um, get some playing time. Whether it's the first five games where we got some room for it. Or even later. I mean, because, hey, attrition is a real thing. I mean, Mike talked about that earlier. We're going to lose somebody. Somebody's going to go down for, for some reason. I mean, we, we hope not. But having somebody in there who has gotten some snaps early and is mentally prepared to contribute, yeah, that would be great. So I think it's up to him. But I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, see if he plays in four of those five games early outside of Penn State and then they shelf him. I would not be surprised. Any other different thoughts, guys? I think it's likely that he will redshirt this season. Um, we've got enough bodies up there. Unless he is just like some amazing stud athlete that just you can't not put him on the field, um, I think they're going to try to get him to develop a little bit more before rushing him out there. We've got enough bodies to be able to do that. He might. Uh, hopefully he'll see some time in some of these you know, cupcake games early, though. Yeah. Let's kind of pick up. We're still, we're still talking about Auburn's attack up front on the defensive side of the ball. We've talked pretty extensively about defensive linemen. Let's let's in the last time we talked about it, I, I think it was Marquise Robinson was kind of the storyline, and we gave a listing of the guys up front, and people were saying, "Hey, we're the edge guys. We're the edge guys," uh, and we were like, "We're going to treat them a little separately from the defensive line." Um, of course, they're they are considered defensive line depending on the alignment, but. Let's talk about them today, shall we? 
Uh, here are the guys listed at edge position. You have, of course, Hayden Bryce, uh, Derek Hall, Dylan Brooks, and Aku Leota. Uh, this is a pretty intriguing uh, position because obviously Derek Hall and Aku Leota were your highest, greatest, uh, highest guys who had the highest grades per f- pro football focus last year who are returning. Um, of, but Something to note is that this position is losing some significant production with TD Moultrie exhausting his eligibility and Romello Height transferring to USC. And so when you think about Derek Hall and Aculiota, based on what B mentioned earlier, these guys are, they, they decided to come back, but they're really trying to put something significant on film. Um, they have aspirations of playing at the next level, could be perhaps playing at the next level uh, currently, but they really want to do something special this year to shoot up draft boards to really make an impact. Kind of talk about how important this year is for these two individuals, Mike G. I'm excited about Edge. I'm, I've been on record as saying that I'm really excited about um, Dylan Brooks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you've got Derek Hall up there. You've got Echo Leota. So you've got two proven commodities up there. But um, Dylan Brooks has a chance. Like, this whole defense has a chance to just – what they're building on defenses right now, we talked about the D-line transfer, is, is that you don't get a break. You may not get a break when we sub guys in and out of the game. This was a very highly rated kid, man, and he is just, he's flown under the radar. Like, nobody's talking about what a cool it was that we got him from Tennessee last year. He took, a t- he took the time to catch his body up in terms of strength and conditioning, uh, so he should be at an SEC level of, uh, of fitness. And um, he's got a chance to just go out there and, 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 and show some things. A lot of people are basing their view of what they saw only on what they were able to see. There were a lot of kids that didn't hit the field that were still developing last year. And early in the season, in the uh, two cupcakes we have, I hope to get a chance to see them go out there. And, you know, pressure on the quarterback is going to be key to keeping our DBs from being on an island (laughs) or disrupting the pocket so QBs cannot just sit back there and carve us up. The edge guys are going to be really important. I, I feel like we have sufficient talent at that position. Uh, and we're going to see what that development piece looks like in year two of the Brian Harshan regime. So not it's not always about all these stars and things, man. It's just about, hey, man, can you take a guy? Can you coach him up? Can you make him understand what his job is? Can he retain that information? And then can he go out there and execute? That's coaching. We're going to find out this fall more last last year was not a good indication i think of what this coaching staff can do i don't think year one really based on what they inherited you could draw too many judgments from what we saw on the field we saw inconsistencies because that's what they inherited an inconsistent program and i'm not faulting them because they couldn't work all that out of the system in one season now the excuses have to start to fall away a little bit. And this will be one of those things where we need to see this guy, this Brian Harson guy, Dylan Brooks, step in and look like the next coming of. Yeah, so with Zacoby gone and, 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 you know, some of the guys who were really good, uh, uh, you, you mentioned T.D. Moultrie, some of the edge guys. I just, Derek Hall coming back, great. 
The Ekuliota pickup, people forget, man, transfer from Northwestern. Yeah. And now you have a kid who came up, is coming up in your system. Wasn't ready-made somewhere else. Just add water. Here's an edge rusher. This was a kid that you trained and developed. I really want to see what these guys are going to do. Defensively, we were very, very close to something special. There were a couple pieces that they couldn't figure out. They didn't get any help from the offensive side of the ball and a lot of the losses. And uh, this year, I think that uh, this, this, this defense is stacked with not only physical talent, but guys who mentally can understand and process the game at a high level. Dylan Brooks is going to be one of those kids. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Well, I mean, he, he's got some production to replace. Uh, just to look at what T.D. Moultrie did last year, he had 21 tackles, 22 hurries, uh, seven hits on the quarterback, and five sacks. So even with all the good things that Derek Hall and Aculiota did, there were other guys from that position who contributed. So to replace that production, there's an amazing opportunity for Dylan Brooks this upcoming season. So he's going to have his opportunities for sure. Uh, one of the things I do want to ask you guys is when we look towards the future for this position, how concerned are we about what this what needs to be replaced in terms of production? Obviously, Dylan Brooks appears to be our edge rusher of the future by virtue of him being the only one coming back next year. But what are your thoughts on what this coaching staff is either trying to do. I think they did bring in someone on a visit. I think the, I can't think of the guy's name from, from UCLA, but what do how important is the upcoming recruiting cycle in 2023 and beyond in terms of finding guys to fill this position? Because this has been kind of a, of a committee position. And so how does this vote for the future in terms of what this coaching staff is looking for versus who they can get? I'll start with you, Ike. Yeah, I think it's um, it's it's always going to be crucial to be able to do that. But what we've always talked about and and what is evident is the the case uh, when you look over on the offensive side. Um, it's going to be productivity on the field that's going to determine whether or not some of these young, talented players want to come play here. Um, and I think that this defense has proven over and over again, regardless of who the coordinator is, for some reason we can get the defense right, right? Like right. we've been able to find good defensive talent and we've been able to reload there. If we can put up another year of stalwart defense and we can start to become more menacing, because right now, uh, you know, and, and I, I forgive me if I throw the previous defensive coordinator in the same pile as last year's defensive coordinator, uh, we were been with don't break really for like five or six years now. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just last year. I know it looked different in how we were approaching it because, again, you don't have uh, the two defensive monsters up there on the defensive line and Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. Um, you see us come back to earth a little bit when we don't have those two guys up front. Uh, but 
you know, even with them and in the year minus them, bend but don't break defense had been what we were, right? We weren't giving up a lot of points because we were keeping people out of the end zone and giving, you know, giving up field goals, but we were, people were moving the ball on us, right? Mm-hmm. We, we want to see everybody at Auburn, of course, wants to look and see a Georgia, uh, uh, last year's Georgia on defense, right? Where just nobody's able to score points on them. Um, I think we can move in that direction with the defensive rotation that we can have up front with the talent that we're bringing in in the defensive backfield. Uh, but uh, if we are able to do that this year, then those young players or those transfer players are going to be like, yo, I got to go play there. If I want to get to the league, that's where I need to go. And we're going to see, we talk about uh, people not getting drafted. We'll see people get drafted off of this defense mm-hmm. next year. Mm-hmm. Next year's draft will have defensive players in it from Auburn. Um, if we do what we're supposed to do this season, as far as the defense being able to be sound and doing what they're being asked to do, we will see people come off the draft board from Auburn, which will pay dividends in recruiting and in the transfer portal. Right. How likely do you see it uh, be the portal being for this position? Because I, I think one of the issues for the guy from UCLA is I think he had one more year of eligibility remaining. So he wanted an opportunity to play. He didn't really want to share snaps behind a Culiota and Derek Hall, which is understandable. Right, right. But with those guys moving on, how much easier would it be to grab someone to Ike's point, given the production that they've witnessed the past few years from that position? Yeah, and that's really the thing, is the cupboard will be borderline empty. And here are two spots that are going to be vacated. I expect Dylan Brooks to start looking like the monster he is this current season. So we're going to say, hey— you know what? You look like you you want to be productive. You look like you have the skill set we're looking for, the attitude we're looking for. So we got a monster on one side. Come be on the other side. Rack it up. Get those snaps. Get those sacks. Get those numbers up. Get get on the draft boards early here in your 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 freshman year. Or if it's another transfer that we can bring in in your your sophomore junior year. Or if it's a transfer that is more seasoned. Say he's somebody who's entering his his you know, last season of eligibility. Come in here, play on the opposite side of this monster we got over here, and get your numbers up and get to the NFL. And by getting Derek Hall, Aku Leota, into the draft in the first three to four rounds, now, now we've got something to work with, along with working on the opposite side of a monster in Dylan Brooks. And that's a, a much better proposition than coming in to play behind a couple of guys. If you're in the, the, the situation with that UCLA D end, listen, man, I need snaps. I need tape. And it's got to be right now. And, and we've got people in here who have been playing by the coach's rules and acclimated to the system for a while. You're not going to come in, in here and jump them. So you'd have to play nice, rotate. And I understand, again, like you said, that, that makes total sense for your career, for what you want to do. You don't want to be in the situation of, who was the DB we got last year from West Virginia? He didn't even see the field. Um, Trayson Miller. Yeah, yeah. Miller. it's like that. I mean, that's unfortunate. I, I don't know why he didn't play, but he came here to show out for one year and go off to the league. And I understand why, especially with the situation with Trayson just happened. Hey, I, you don't know me. I'm not necessarily your guy. You love your guys. Your guys are productive. So I'm going to sit behind them. No thanks. I'm ready to get out of here. So next year it gets easier. Next year it's a much easier sell. And if we can look like the the defense that we think we can look like this year, then we get those antenna up on all these prospects in our area, in our region that we've been targeting for the last year and a half more than likely. And that is, Hey, I know we changed hands. I know you knew steel or you knew T will. 
give us a shot in here because we're still doing work. James Sawyer uh, asked a question. Appreciate the the, the question here. Uh, speaking of Edge, th- does Cam Riley get a look at Edge, guys? What do you think about the 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 possibility of that? Uh, there's quite a few people in our linebacker room who could possibly be edge defenders. Uh, they've got the size to be able to do it. Um, so I think that that's a possibility. Uh, I won't count any of it out. Um, but I honestly do not have the first clue what this defensive stat, like I don't know much about Jimmy Brumbaugh and what his philosophy is up front. Um, I definitely don't know what kind of philosophy Jeff Smedding is going to bring to the defense and what he looks like, what he looks for in a prototypical guy along the edge. So it's hard for me to make that determination without seeing some game footage of what they do with people. Mm. Um, but I do think that uh, we are in for some surprises. If just if the 8A footage is anything, uh, I think that there'll be some people just moving around all over the place that we wouldn't expect um, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they could do, but yeah, I, I think Cam Riley could possibly play some edge for us, um, just because we're formationally we're going to be doing some different stuff. I expect to see you know two linebacker sets and you know dime, or you know we're going to be going nickel. Like I just expect us to do a lot of stuff, bare front stuff. We're just going to do a lot of different things, and so a lot of guys are going to get an opportunity to do a lot of a variety of uh, ways to impact on the defensive line and um, linebacker position. So that was my curiosity, Ike. It- Without seeing any games under the new defensive coordinator, how much different do you anticipate Schmetting to be than Mason? The 8A def- defense looked different, man. Yeah. I, I haven't um, done any breakdowns on that, and maybe that's something that we'll get into soon, talking about the defensive uh, stuff on uh, during 8A. Um, so be on the lookout for that, um, members, patrons. I told you I'm not warning y'all no more. Uh, be on the lookout for us doing some stuff about the defense. But yeah, I think it's going to be different just because it you can't change coordinators, position coaches. Because people, regardless of you're ch- having similar systems, you 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 teach it philosophically different. You, you call plays different because you have a different mindset about how aggressive you want to be in certain scenarios. It's going to look different because it's a different person who's in charge. Um, you know, like... I. Kyle Shanahan doesn't call plays like his dad did. They have very, they, they're right. running similar. I mean, they're running essentially the same system. They do not call plays the same. It's just, it's just the way that it is. Um, a lot of the defensive guys that came from that Seattle defense um, went on to, to be coaches elsewhere. Similar stuff, but they're going to add their wrinkles. They're going to do something that, hey, man, you know, if, if I was coaching, I would have. You're going to see all of that this year from Jeff Smitting. If that was me, I would have, because he ultimately doesn't get to make that call. He gets to make a suggestion. He gets to help with the game plan, but he doesn't get to make the call in the game, right? right. And so you're going, you're going to see all of the calls that he would have made in those scenarios. Now, whether that's good, good, whether it's better or worse, that's yet to be determined. It will be different, though. Mm. I'll be interested to see how much um, the pass rush looks different in general. Lots right. of complainers about us sitting back in coverage last year. Uh, when I'm not sure, I'm not sure how much I agree. Uh, some of the quarterbacks that we went up against were quick trigger guys, guys like Will Rogers type mm-hmm. that if you rush them, they find the guy and they make you pay and they're deadly accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it feel it felt like damned if you do, damned if you don't against some of the QBs that we faced at times last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because by the time we got to the Iron Bowl, everybody was like, why ha- weren't we doing that all year? Right, right. But that. 
tactic I mean, would not have Bama's offensive line was just awful, though. So it's yeah, a lot uh, easier to look good against an awful offensive uh, line. So the right. worst they've had in like 15 years uh, in right. terms of pass protection. So if we had done that versus some other teams, uh, it, we would have gotten torched. So there were there was some there was some speculation that Schmetting called the Iron Bowl or whatever defensively. Uh, I know that rumor was floating around there. So right. I don't know how true that was. Uh, but what I do know is you're going to get to find out what kind of defense he calls pretty early on in this season. Yeah. And I, I'll just be interested to see if they take the same tactic about sitting back in coverage or actually trying to get after the quarterback more often with the guys that we have. Yeah, and I think if you're going to be a defensive coordinator who likes to bring pressure week after week, you're going to have to get really creative because what ends up happening is you become very predictable in your pressure. Right. And we saw that a lot under Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele was right. not shy about bringing pressure, but it, it didn't guarantee that we weren't going to stop them because we were right. getting beaten. Some yeah. areas. Mm. And, and his blitzes weren't particularly creative. Like, again, I'm not this is not, I don't want to get into a bash Kevin Steele session because I know people just they feel like, oh, my God, Kevin Steele was this. I mean, and he he's solid. I'm not Kevin Steele is a great recruiter um, yeah. and he, he brought in excellent talent. I just question whether or not Kevin Steele was a product of amazing talent up front or if he was just this great scheme. And I just didn't see a lot of things scheme-wise that made me say, man, you know what? Kevin Steele is amazing. Kevin Steele was able to get really good and talented people to come play in this defense. They played really hard for him. He made some good changes as far as like, okay, we're going to go. The LSU game plan that they came in with, LSU had not seen that before. We changed up our entire defensive philosophy for LSU. Wonderful things he did in that LSU game just to show them something different. And you had the people to be able to take advantage of that sort of thing. So, again, I'm not saying Kevin Steele. I think that there's room to critique people without saying that they're awful. Right. Right. So I'm not saying Kevin Steele's awful. I'm saying he is not the guy y'all trying to make him out to be. Right. He's he's not leaps and bounds better than what we had last year with Mason. That's just right. not like – the defense was good last year. Like, I, but despite what everybody wants to think, we had a really good defense last year. We had piss poor offense last yeah, year. Yeah, we left them hanging out to dry a lot. Often, yeah. Yeah. yeah, often that that defense was put in horrible situations. And in, and in fairness, they were left out to dry under steel. If you want to put it? If you want to put 2019. it twenty nineteen, twenty nineteen, right? But yeah. again, the difference between that and I'll keep saying it is two complete monsters. It's hard, like, and so sure, if we can sure. if we can cultivate those kind of monsters again, then your defense just automatically looks better. That's just kind of how it works. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you know, again, Kevin Steele, not saying he was not a good defensive coordinator. He is a great defensive coordinator. I just don't think he is so much better than Derek Mason, like everybody is trying to make it out to be. And I don't even think the statistics prove that. In a pass happy league, yes, you're going to have more passes thrown against your team. All that kind. But look at how many points they surrendered, right? Look how well they were able to defend some of the better passing teams in the league. You know, the Mississippi State second half of that game, I get it, fell apart. But if you're going to put that all on the defensive coordinator, I don't know. But anyway, again, I don't I don't want to get into a lot of uh, semantics about that. What I do want to say is I think that Jeff Schmetting was is going to be different this year. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to 